Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message. Tell your neighbor, I'm happy to see you this morning. I'm glad you're here today. And I'm saying to those online, I'm happy to see you this morning. Amen. Now that you are delivered, what next? We say now that you're born again, what next? I was in prayer yesterday and the Lord asked me that question. Now that they are delivered, what next? It is one thing to experience deliverance. It's another thing to know what to begin to do after that. Otherwise, they will find themselves in the same situation again and again and again. What do you do? Number one, nature does not like void. Nature does not like void. Same thing in the spiritual realm. There must not be any void. So what do you do? Pursue God passionately. Pursue God passionately. The chains have been broken. The things that were holding you down have been removed. Now run. Run as fast as you can because you have lost time. The devil comes but to steal, kill, and destroy, including stealing people's time. Now the bondages, the shackles have been removed. Run as fast as you can because you need to capture lost time. Run as fast as you can. Thank God for what has happened, but stop going back to what happened. Because you can never go forward by looking back. We said this before, in the spiritual realm, there is no present. It's either the past or the future. If you are meditating on the past, you are remaining in the past. If you are thinking about the future, you are moving forward. And many people sadly are stagnated because they are looking back. How will you know you are living in the past? The words of your mouth. You keep repeating the things of the past. What they did, what they did not do, what happened to you, how unfortunate your life has been. All that is in the past. But the moment you begin to reach forward, Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind We know how bad it was for you. Now God has delivered you. Now begin to show us how good it can be for you. By living into the future. Hallelujah. Number two, what do you begin to do? Begin to serve God passionately. The moment Apostle Paul was delivered from that religious spirit, that legalism... What did he say? What would you have me do? Jesus, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? Begin to pursue God by serving him passionately. If you're not serving in God's house, sign up to begin to serve. If you're serving, double up your service. Do you know that many people keep falling into temptations because they are idle? They don't have work to do. 
So Friday nights, they are just there, bored. And you see, if you don't give yourself work, the devil will give you work. He'll give you, say, go, go through your phone. You see that guy? Just say, what's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> you just set yourself up. For another night prayers for deliverance. <laughs> Just by being idle. What's up? And then they'll give you work to do. Oh, what's happening tonight? They'll give you something to happen tonight. Some people don't want to laugh too much. Yeah? <laughs> Make sure you are serving God. You see, it is very difficult for the devil to give you work. When God, when you are fully engaged in God. Now, some people are serving, but it's as if they are not serving. Because it's just, you know, on the side. Something they just do on the side. They're not, they are not giving it their all. And they know it. They show up when they want to. When they don't want to, they wake up one day. Mm, do I feel like serving to them? No, I don't feel like serving. And they just, you know. But, but you cannot remain free with that kind of an attitude. Pursue God by serving him Passionately. One of us came here for the first time. I believe, yeah, it was precious. First day he came, already came to the worship team, already began to serve, signed up to begin to serve. And my question was, oh, you know, you need to spend time praying. But I said, no, that's what, what am I praying for? I already know this is where God has put me. I already know this is where I want to begin to serve. You cannot remain free if you're not, you, you must serve somebody. You must serve, either you are serving God or the person is serving the devil. You must serve somebody. Everybody on the earth is serving somebody. The Bible gave us an example. You cannot serve God and mammon at the very same time. You will love one and hate the other. That's what the Bible says. Uh, you, you see, I, 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 I sit down and I observe things. And then I go to God for wisdom. Why is it that some people keep going higher consistently in their work with God? While some, they go on fire for a bit and then the fire goes out. This is one of the reasons. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Not to sit down, but to be witnesses. And one of the ways we, we witness is by serving. So when people come, they can, they can see you witnessing by serving. And now God has no other choice but to empower you to keep on serving. There was a day somebody was going through something that I was not made aware of by the person. But the Holy Spirit stepped in um, being suicidal and all that. And, 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 and the Holy Spirit said, no, this person is too useful to me for the devil to take. And I know that every one of us are useful in, in the sight of God. But not everybody is making themselves indispensably useful. And you know the beautiful thing? It's a choice. It's, it's an absolute choice. You see, some people left their home country on fire for God. By the time they crossed over all the many waters, the fire disappeared. And now they are pursuing money in Canada. They vowed 
Oh, no, once I get there. But money, the love of money has taken over. If you are such a person here today, I'm here to call you back home. Some people are already hiding among the multitudes, behaving like everybody else, but your life is not like everybody else. You know the vow that you made to God. If only you would get me out of this place. If only you would do this, I I will serve you. And now money and your career in quotes is the focus. Now, the beautiful thing is you you can... Be serving God and still be advancing in your career. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? There are many of such people here. If you just have that understanding, and then God is now the one that will make sure that things keep moving forward. Of course, anything can be done in excess. Some people, they just serve, but they don't pay attention to their career and their businesses. And then, you know, by idleness of hands, the building collapses. But we can do both at the very same time. Now that you are delivered, what next? Put your trust in God. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. Put your trust. It was God that delivered you. He only used a human being, but it was God himself that showed his love to you by coming to touch you, to deliver you. Now your mind is at peace. Don't fill it up with pornography. Now your mind is at peace. Don't fill it up with hatred. (laughs) Ah, Who was that person again that I was was angry at? Uh You, come. (laughs) Amen. Now, Now there's peace. You now want to use that peace to begin to oppress other people. Now that you're born, now that you're delivered, (laughs) what next? (laughs) Praise God. Because I want to see people keep moving from glory to glory, not going forward and then backwards. Forward and then, no, we can go higher and higher and higher and higher. And I know that is you in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank God for you. Many, many people were touched by God, by his word. By his, someone said to me, she was in the nursing room, nursing mother's room that some people like to avoid, but she was right there and the power of God touched her right there in the nursing mother's room. Filled with the spirit of God. She said she couldn't control herself. It was his wife, you can ask her. Praise God. See how he's nodding, he's happy. <laughs> Praise God. It, 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 it's all about the state of your heart. Anywhere you are, he can touch you. Either physically, either through his word, whatever it is. And I know that God will speak to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Our topic this morning is the practice of righteousness. Righteousness, the practice of righteousness. You know, some people believe that righteousness is only practiced on service days, on Sunday. You know, so they don't want to commit sin on Sunday. Don't you know I'm going to church? Which means, meet me when I come back home. (laughs) I'm on my way to church, so I can't abuse you. I can't curse you out yet, because I'm going to the house of God. But when I come back, or meet me on Monday morning... (laughs) 
<laughs> but righteousness is, should be practiced on a daily basis. Let's remind ourselves of the fact that righteousness is the confidence that you are right with God. Why should we continually practice righteousness? Number one, it is your identity. It is your identity. You are not a sinner. You are a righteous man and a righteous woman. So long as you have given your heart to Jesus. It is your identity. You are just pretending to be a sinner. Did you understand that? Some people are pretending to be sinners. But your real identity, your real face is you are righteous. So it is high time to stop pretending to be a sinner, to be like the world and come and begin to live out your true identity as a righteous person. Why do I say that? Anytime you make mistakes, the conviction is inside you. You don't like it. Stop pretending. You don't like it. Even when I was crazy in the world, I, I never was a clubbing person. Um, but maybe one or two times I was forced there. <laughs> Not to waste souls, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and I, I, and to my recollection, I saw a particular individual, a few people, young girls, they were just there. You, you can tell when someone is pretending to be crazy. <laughs> but it's not really crazy. You see, those that are crazy, they are crazy. <laughs> but there are some, they are just, you, you can tell that this person is responsible. You can tell. The way they look, the way everything, they are just, and I wasn't there to win souls, so I, didn't, I just left them alone. But I noticed them. And we have so many of such people around today. Your identity is righteousness. First John chapter 3 verse 4. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. And you know that he, he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor know him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous. That's our identity to practice righteousness. Number two reason why we must walk in righteousness every single day is for to receive blessings and favor. To receive blessings and favor. Psalm 5 and verse, and verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous, not the sinner. What the sinner deserves is punishment. But you bless the righteous and you, you, you surround him with favor as with a shield. Righteousness has short-term consequences, but long-term gains. You might lose some friends in the short term because you're being righteous, but you will gain brothers and sisters. There are many people that are pretending to be sinners today. They know that the people they hang around with, they know they cannot trust them. How will you know? They cannot leave their boyfriend in their custody. Say, please help me look after him. 
I'm just going to Superstore. I'll be right back. They know they cannot do it. Even when they are sleeping, one eye is open. Just watch it. They know. You see, so when you begin to walk in righteousness, God will help you by, by cutting off those people. It might be painful because you have lots of sinful memories together. <laughs> Amen. But you begin to gain brothers and sisters. People that you can trust. People that can tell you the truth. I hope in love. Amen. If they don't say it's in love, they are still maturing. Just, you know, just um, bear with them. Number three reason is so that you'll be a vessel of honor. Which means you'll be selected for special assignments. You know, when God wants to do something special, he looks for honorable vessels. Just like when you are going to have a special guest, you look for honorable vessels, silverware, that you can use to show them how honorable they are. When God wants to do something special, he, he looks, yes, God can use anybody. He can use a donkey. But when it was time for Jesus to ride triumphantly, he used a donkey that had never been ridden. A sanctified donkey. Second Timothy chapter, chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. This, I pray, would answer many people's questions. Because some people believe, oh, you know, I'm in church and, um, you know, there are many people, they are sinning and they're just two-faced, they're pretending. You don't worry. You just focus on your own salvation. When, do you think God is blind? When it's time for special things, he knows the people to handpick. He knows the people to handpick. But in a great house like this house, there are not only... Here, they are all vessels of gold. Amen. amen. Say amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So, <laughs> but in a great house... There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor and some for dishonor. In every house, there are vessels because there are some people that will hear the message but will decide, I'm not going to follow it. Love your neighbor? No, I will hate them. I will hate them with a passion. It's their choice. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he'll be a vessel for honor. A vessel for honor. Sanctified and useful for the master. Prepared for every good work. I'm not talking about, oh, you made a mistake and you, you corrected yourself and, and got back and then you're no more a vessel for honor. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about people that pretend. They are living a double life. One life here, another life there. If anyone cleanses himself from uncleanness and begins to practice righteousness, even when people are not watching, especially when people are not watching, He'll be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Very soon, the prime minister will come join us for his service. Amen. It's not everybody that I will ask to be a part of that entourage. No. 
It, it, it can never be. But then there are people that have demonstrated themselves again and again and again that can be trusted. Or is it any Tom, Dick, and Harry you give the key to the church to, to be opening the church? Why? Because there's no consistency. Today they are early, tomorrow they are late, today you don't know which one, depending on where the dice faces. Yet the very same people can never be late to work. Uh oh. Number three, peace. The benefits of practicing righteousness. Peace. Psalm 37 and verse 37. Please let this scripture, it's very easy to remember. 37, 37. Very easy. Mark the blameless man and observe the righteous. For the future of that person is peace. Mark the blameless man. Mark them. Watch them. Watch them. Watch them. Regardless of the mistakes, regardless of the challenges, watch them. Their future, you can predict their future, is peace. It's peace. And that is what God is speaking concerning you as an individual today. Mark your future. So long as you decide, you know what, I want to lead a righteous life. I'm not, I only have one life to live. I'm not pretending to anybody. No, I'm not. Mark their future is peace. Peace. There might be challenges you look like, but it's peace. You look at someone like Joseph. It's peace. The future has to be peaceful. If you are struggling with sin, ask for help. But don't stay in the dead. Sin is dirty. It will make you unclean. It will, it will, it will make you to be Shamed, ashamed. No, it's not good. I always wondered why did God say we should avoid sin? Why? Does it add value to Him? Is it affecting Him in any way? But there are many reasons, but one of the reasons is for our own good. Even you, you cannot stand a dirty vessel. Someone wants to give you water and the cup is dirty. Has not been washed just for a few days, only three days. Nobody wants that. And the beautiful thing is everybody can live a righteous life. It's a decision away. It's a decision away. It's one, you can make that decision today. You don't need your friends to make that decision. You don't need your boyfriend to, to, to make that decision. You know what? I'm no more compromising my faith. We're not married. We're not sleeping around again. I'm not interested anymore. You don't need the person's consent. Because some people will tell me, oh, I don't sit down and have a conversation. What conversation? Is it your husband? Is it your wife? What conversation? Uh, sorry, you know that free thing I've been giving you? I don't want to give you for free again. If you want to marry me... Um, <laughs> and you think you just say, oh, yes. In fact, even me, I've just been wondering, eh, what entered your head that you're giving it for free? I don't know. <laughs> Praise God. 
Praise God. <laughs> uh, God is coming after people today. Let's quickly move. The next point is preservation. Preservation. When God began to take me through the school of humility, I was, I was sharing some things, you know, and correcting things and all those wonderful things. And that journey is still ongoing because I don't think anybody graduates from that school. He said to me one day, he said, you would always choose pride if until you know the benefits of humility. In the same way, a person would always choose sin until you know the benefits of living righteous. Because one of the things the devil does is he lies to you that you are, you are missing out. You are, you are in university. You need to lead that life. You need to, you need to, you need to, you know. Because once you graduate now, there's nothing. Imagine what a big lie. Yet, many people believe that lie. You see, good children that we raise properly, once they step into university, it's like they just, craziness is just activated. <laughs> Praise God. But not any of our children. Amen. Psalm 34, verse 19 to 20. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. Preservation is one of the benefits of walking in righteousness. Preservation. Finally, it's an instruction. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14. I'm giving you as many reasons as possible. Just choose anyone you want. <laughs> choose anyone you want. <laughs> if you don't like preservation, you don't like blessings and favor, you don't like, at least know it's an instruction from God. <laughs> Pursue peace with all people and holiness, otherwise righteousness, without which no one can see the Lord. Which means, oh, God is not talking to me. God is not talking to me. Live a life of righteousness. He says, don't keep malice. Don't keep malice. Even if it's hard sometimes, but don't keep malice. That's what he said. Now, how do we pursue righteousness? How? I've told us why we should. Now, how do we go about that? Number one, make a decision. Make a decision. Make a decision. All we can do is to encourage you by preaching the word to you. But you need to make the decision yourself. I choose righteousness. I'm choosing for myself. Not because of my parents, not because of the pastor, not because of my friends, not because of anybody, but I choose righteousness. Psalm 97 and verse 10. You who love the Lord hate evil. Number two, how do we do that? Choose to begin to love what God loves and hate what he hates. You know something interesting? Many people actually love God. Way more people love God, but way more people don't hate what God hates. But they love what God loves. It's like 
Which is why there will be a great falling away according to scriptures. It's very easy to love what God loves. But where the robber hits the road is now hating what he hates. That's where many people fall victim. Especially in politically correct countries like this. They cannot take a stand. It is why as many, as much as possible, the, the devil would muzzle them in so many areas. You go to many places today and talk about homosexuality. And it's almost as if Christians just be, become deaf and dumb. They can't talk anymore. In fact, most of the people, Christians in universities, they don't even know what their stand is. They don't know. You, you look at some things that are going on and you're wondering, okay, okay, this is plain common sense. How can people be, 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 be killing children and selling their body parts? Because it's an incident, that's, that's Planned Parenthood, the U.S. Uh, because it's a, for whatever reason, oh, for research, whatever. No, 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 no. It just, how is that different from what we're doing in, in our African countries many years ago before they brought Christianity? How is that different from ritualists? It, it's just, you know, you know, I, I learned that um, um, there is bribery and then there is lobbying. You know, <laughs> lobbying is good, but bribery is bad. Yet, they are doing the same thing. Ritual killers are bad, but Planned Parenthood is planned, so it's good. What are we saying? We're saying that we need to take a stand with God. One of the most dangerous kind of friends you can have are friends that love you enough, but they don't love you so much not to hate or avoid the people that hate you. They love you very much. They hang around you, but they also love the people that... I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying the people that don't like you, but they also love the people that hate you with a passion. Very dangerous human beings. Their motivation is anything goes. So whatever, wherever they benefit is where they cannot take a stand. It's like someone saying that they hit my wife with a passion. I want to hurt her. And then that person is my best friend. Oh, no, you know, we, we work together, you know, I can't have... So that's what many, many people do. So make a decision. Take a stand. I would love what God loves and I would hate not the people God hates because God doesn't hate people. But what the object, the action that they're doing, it is what he hates. Let it be so irritating to you that you cannot stand it. What has changed with the use of marijuana? Because the government put a stamp to it? Who is the government? Are we not the government? Anything psychoactive, anything that would take away your human agency, your ability to make decisions, including alcohol, any of those things, 
psychoactive materials, any of those things that can remove your ability to think straight are things that God hates. Because someone was asking me the other day, oh, you know, but there's no weed in the Bible. How would there be weed in the Bible? How would there be weed in the How? Wow. <laughs> Praise God. Number two, how do we pursue righteousness in our thoughts, in our thought life? We've said a lot about mental battles and winning them and living right mentally in our thoughts. Mark chapter 7 and verse 20. And he said, what comes out of a man that defiles a man? For from within, out of the heart of men or out of the mind proceeds evil thoughts. Adulteries, before the adultery was committed physically, it was already committed mentally. Fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and evil eye. Evil eye, there are some women that they are the definition of an evil eye. <laughs> When another man walks into a place, just, just take a picture of the evil eye and put it there. This is an evil, the way they just look. <laughs> and you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Did I just witness an evil eye? Because <laughs> you might be reading it in your home and wondering, what is an evil eye? That is an evil eye. <laughs> Blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a man. Even before they are acted on, they are already there on the inside. The Bible says there are six things the Lord hates, seven things he absolutely abhors. And a proud heart is one of them. We're talking about that because of the second service, by God's grace. It's one of them. I used to think that people that were gentle are people that were humble. No. But being shy is not the same as being humble. Because there are some shy people that are extremely proud. They don't talk, but inside they are talking. Who does it think is? <laughs> Their mouth is not moving, but they are, they're just, ah, Jesus. Matthew chapter 5, verse 27. Matthew 5, 27. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman and also a man, lustfully to lust for her has already committed adultery with her or him in their heart. So we, we need to take charge of the mental... Now, what do you do? Let's be practical. You see a fine, a handsome man. What do you do? You see... A, a good-looking woman, what do you do? Are you just supposed to, I rebuke you in Jesus' name? No. <laughs> it's not their fault that they are good-looking. I, I learned this many years ago from a friend. He said, wow, that is God's good creation. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Full stop. Nothing more, nothing less. And then you take your eyes off. Because, I mean, you know, it's okay to admire but it's not okay to conspire to, to. <laughs> Let's leave that. So we need to mind our thought life. We need to mind our thought life. 
And like I said earlier, one of the keys is by staying engaged productively. Be productively engaged. Be productively engaged. Be productive. Don't just have time where you're just sitting down doing nothing. You're just there chilling. Are you, are you in the deep freezer? You're just there. Now, if you are resting, you are resting. Amen. <laughs> but, but not just chilling, doing nothing. The devil will give you work. He will suggest things to you. And our minds need to be reined in. Use your mind like, like this week has started. Lord, what do we need to achieve this week? Be, be on the go. Be pursuing something every single time. And it should be hard for your mind to be a fallow ground where weeds can just begin to grow. Number two, how do we, number three, sorry, how do we live, practice righteousness in our actions? Many people think righteousness means that they are suffering. Because they are focusing a lot more on what they cannot do instead of what they can do. There are many things that we cannot do or we should not do. Yes, imagine Adam. God gave him it from Every tree, every tree you want to eat from it, but just don't touch this one. So it's like saying you can have 99, but leave the one. Like how God said you can have 90%, but give me my 10%. But what will the devil do? He'll, he'll erase the 90% and just zoom into the 10%. Wow, are you going to give this to God? What does God need it for? Is he not the king of kings and the lord of lords? That's what he did to Adam. He forgot, he, he ignored the, the, all the other fruits he could eat and zoomed in. Why are you not eating this one? Why are you not eating this one? Why are you not eating? And then the next thing he began to look at it. And the Bible says, Eve, sorry. And she began to desire to eat it. But before then, she didn't have any desire. So practicing righteousness is not, is, not a, is not a prison sentence. You see, we are enjoying life in the kingdom of God. We are enjoying life in the kingdom of God. Actions. 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 Now, let's, let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 9 to 20. It's a long one, but let's just let's read that. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 9. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not, not, not inherit the kingdom of God? They can be in church, but they would not inherit because the church is not the same as the kingdom of God. Neither fornicators. It says, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, fornicators, no matter how much the world makes it normal. You see, many of the movies we watch these days is like just normal. Yeah, they like each other. The next thing, they sleep with each other and then life goes on and they just, you know, nobody's talking about are they, are they married? Are they, you know? No, it's just, you know, yeah, you have a fling. I mean, same, you know, at work, you know, yeah, you know. I mean, we're adults. What else can we do? No idolaters, no adulterers, no homosexuals, no sodomites. 
nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. What does it mean to be a reviler? A clubber. That's, that's clubbing. 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 <laughs> the roof is on fire. That's them. <laughs> uh, you are destroying your eardrums every time. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and you leave the place and your heart is still busy. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> a drink, just imagine the stupidity. A drink that costs five dollars, they go in there and they go and pay fifty dollars, and they're happy doing it. And they're happy, they see it as yeah, big boy, you know. <laughs> a drink that costs five dollars, yeah, the same people go to church and they cannot give, they're angry. Wow, exactly. <laughs> I was told many years ago, in particular during this guy was trying to smuggle drinks into the club. And I was wondering, what's wrong with you? Why don't you just go and buy it in there? He said, ah, no, you don't, you don't understand how this thing works. It's very expensive. In my mind, it didn't make sense. Of course, they know that the people that practice that kind of life, there's something missing. There's something wrong somewhere. So they take advantage of them. So those are revilers. Amen. No extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. But you were, he says, and such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. When we were children, we did childish things. Now let's grow up into maturity. There's no, no aspect of that life that makes sense. You go and you work hard and you go and you throw the money away. That is, that is, that is nonsensical behavior. Yes, we, we did those things in the past, but let's, let's grow up. Let's grow up. Invest in real estate. Use your money with, with, with sense. Let's grow up. That's what we are saying. We were there. We've made mistakes, but, but, but let's move forward now. And begin to say, okay, okay, how do I build my life in God? That's what we're talking about. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. Yeah, grace, grace, grace. We're living in grace. Yes, grace, grace. But it is not helpful. Some things are not helpful. Every time we make these silly mistakes, especially knowingly, you are losing something. You're losing something. Life is a race. People are running. And you hear some people get to the end, a part of the race, and they say, no, the race was rigged. Yes, in some way, but you also rigged it yourself. You contributed to the rigging. All things are not lawful, but I will, all things are lawful, sorry, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods. You know for sure, for sure, in January we're going to fast. So this is a scripture in advance. <laughs> Some people are holding their stomach. Hey! <laughs> Don't worry, you'll not die. But God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. If this is the only thing, if this is where we stop, it is good. 
Because this is a big thing in this society today. Because everything is sexualized. Even some ads that just... just <laughs> even some ads that have nothing to do with anything. It's also sexualized. And you're wondering, what exactly, what is going on here? I've said this many years ago. When I was in Copenhagen, I landed at the, <laughs> at the, <laughs> at the bus terminal. Ah, Central Station. And I was just there waiting for a bus. And then I saw a bus go by. And I saw the image of a naked woman on the bus. was an ad for something. Completely naked. And I said, Jesus, where am I? Where am I? When is Jesus coming back? I, I kid you not. Someone asked me, Pastor, is it possible to live as a single woman, free, without engaging sexually? And I said, it is very possible. And I'm saying it again today. It is very possible. It's all about your focus. It is very, of course, if you've tasted the forbidden fruit, it will be hard because now you have the taste registered in your mind. But it's all about your focus. The moment you begin to get productively engaged, number one, be delivered first. Then engage yourself productively. You begin to realize you're not even thinking of those things. When they come, you can easily drop it. Someone was telling me he made up his mind. He gave his life to Christ. He's moving with God now. And he said, Pastor, you know what? All these old girlfriends, they are just showing up from everywhere. I said, of course, the devil is, that's to tell you who brought them in the first place. The people he was pursuing after and all that, there's a reason why they are ex anyway. He was pursuing after, they were the ones now pursuing, coming, hey, what's up? How are you? It's been a while. He said, ah, what kind of demon is this? <laughs> it is possible to live a righteous life. It is possible not to be watching porn and to be hooked on. It is very possible. It is very, very possible not to be speaking in an obscene manner. It is very, very possible. Catch the vision. And then God can begin to give you grace. He'll tell you, eliminate those songs. One of us, she said, she saw a vision. She was struggling with worldly songs. You know, she dropped many, but there was this song she just kept. She felt like she was connected to them. Amen. Until she saw a vision one day where she saw a, a, a smallish looking being, a demon, half alive, half dead, and just looking at her with a menacing look. And then the Holy Spirit said to her, that is the demon from the music that you're listening to. Some of these songs are, they should title them pornography. Because they, they, they are practically a depiction of porn, but just in an audio version. Because some people say, no, I don't watch porn, I don't, but you listen to porn. But I pray that today, every one of us will make a decision. Yes, I know I'm righteous. God has said it. I declare it. Yes, but now I am practicing righteousness. I am, I've made up. Yes, you might have made a mistake. Who hasn't made mistakes? We're not talking about the past. We're talking about the future. You make up your mind today. Lord, 
Give me the grace. Give me the grace. I'll live a life that pleases you in the mighty name of Jesus. And finally, through our words. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 16. But shun profane and idle babblings. Profane, F this, A this, C this, S this, G this. I mean, all kind, every alphabet now is taken. For they would increase to more ungodliness, which is the opposite of righteousness. Idle babblings. And the Bible says, in many, in many words is seen. Avoid idle babblings, which also includes idle textings, because that's also a form of babbling. Now they have sexting. Because some people say, no, me, I mean, I'm this, I'm clean, I'm clean. But if you check the text messages, it's all X-rated. May I say this? It is not wisdom to be sending pictures to people. If you don't know it, I, my field is IT security before I, you know, shifted focus on ministry. There's nothing that is secure. If you even say, oh, this, I trust this person, but you trust them now. What of when there's a falling out? I'm sure you are so much in love, you, don't, you can't imagine that now. That the time might come where you become enemies. But just, just try to imagine it. What can they do with those pictures? Yes, you were in a very high state. For whatever reason, I just felt, felt led. I don't know what spirit led you, and you just sent it. But, but, but make up your mind today. Don't do those types of things. You are endangering yourself. What if they, their phone even gets hacked? I, we, know, we know many people that have been blackmailed. If you don't send us money, if you don't send us more pictures, we're going to post this. And finally, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace into the hearers. Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth. This is how we practice righteousness. Make a decision. Make sure your thought life is sanctified. We don't see your thoughts, but God sees your thoughts. Make sure that your actions are sanctified actions. And finally, in your words, make sure what proceeds from your mouth and my mouth are things that can impart grace to the hearers, not corrupt words. We do this every single day, today included, and that is what it means to practice righteousness. You don't feel righteous. You don't feel righteous, but it's a... Now, now, you had a dream and you did some bad things in the dream and sex and all that. That's a dream. Nobody goes to report themselves to, to Edmonton police. Um, I'm a killer. Well, well, who did you kill? Where's the dead body? No, I was dreaming. And then I killed someone in my dream. I, and I want to report myself. So no matter what you did in the dream, it is a dream. You wake up, laugh it off, rebuke what you need to rebuke, and move on with your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Please rise up to your feet this morning. Rise up to your feet this morning.
We need access to the full counsel of the world. We need to be able to distinguish between Christians and non-Christians. I didn't say anything about dressing. Because when everything else is in place, how you appear will be a mirror of the thoughts in your mind. You are not coming to dress to kill. Kill who? Is you. <laughs> God, God forbid. Amen. You're not dressing to turn hairs, all those things. No, no, it's not necessary because your mind is sanctified. I just want you to talk to God for yourself and ask God for grace. Because I know many people desire to please God, but, but there are days where it is tough. The pressure is so much. And you just don't know what to do. Father, please help me. While you're praying that prayer, if there's anybody here that is not born again, and you want to give your heart to Jesus, I'd love to pray with you. Just raise up your hand where you are. If you're online, please just, you know, symbolically raise up your hand as well so that we can pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Anybody else, you want to give your heart to Jesus? You are not born again. You want to accept him into your life as your Lord and Savior. I would love to pray with you. I would love to pray with you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Other than our brother, anybody else here that wants to give their heart to Jesus? Brother, please repeat this prayer after me and those online as well that want to make that decision. Dear Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart today. I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. And cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I acknowledge you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. And I welcome you into my heart today. Lead me and guide me every day of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now that you've prayed that prayer, according to scriptures, you are born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to have people that will speak with you after the service. So please, if you look behind you there, there's a room called the faith room. If you just go there, um, those, the two individuals will come meet you there. And I would also have a conversation with you. Uh, because some things happened in the course of the night that I'm sure were because you were coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. And those online, um, please go on our website, cccghq.org slash newlifeinchrist. Fill out the form and uh, let's hear from you so we can send you materials to help you grow. Hallelujah. Now, thank you, Father. You've prayed that prayer or you're praying the prayer for grace. Now we're going to ask God, Father, when the day of evil comes, and there are days like that, when the temptation gets very strong, raise helpers to support me. Raise helpers to support me. Please begin to pray that prayer very quickly, very quickly. Lord, raise helpers. Lord, send my fellow brothers or sisters, pastors, leaders, whoever, to just reach out to me in that time of need. Lord, send, put the right people around me that will remind me of who I am in the name of Jesus. Please pray that prayer from the depths of your heart. Father, when the day of evil comes, when it gets tough, 
when it's difficult to live right because I found myself in a work environment where it is difficult to be a Christian or I found myself in a place I shouldn't have been in a place where I live Father send help us send people that will stand by me in the day of battle in the name of Jesus for no man is an island on their own Father help me O God send me grace O God in the day of trouble in the day of trouble in the day of evil in the day of trouble send me help us O God thank you Father now I want you to make declarations concerning your week let's do that very quickly open your mouth and begin to speak life into your week the week is yours the week is yours. It's a gift of God. It's called present. It's a gift of God. Just talk to God. Father, this is what I want to see this week. This is another week. Let your peace encompass my heart this week. Lord, send me favor. Everywhere I go, God, send me favor. May I be an answer to people's prayers in the name of Jesus. Lord, send me, O oh God, as answers to prayers. Send me, O oh God, as answers to prayers. Send me, O oh God, as answers to prayers in the mind. Mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this morning. Thank you, Father, because we see you moving mightily in our lives. Thank you for always telling us what to do in order to please you. Thank you for always showing us the way to go in order to enjoy the best that you have to offer. Father, thank you for your word as comfort this morning. Thank you, Father, because you go down into the inner recesses of our hearts and begin to transform us and transform our thinking. Lord, may everybody know that it is possible to live right. It is possible to live right in the name of Jesus. In the schools, it is possible to live right. Father, as we go this week, please go with us. As we begin this journey of our anniversary week, to be rounded up next week, Tuesday, Father, I pray that it will be a glorious time indeed in the name of Jesus. May every day be a beautiful day. Every single day your presence will move in a unique way and we'll be sure to thank you for it. Blessed be your name, Father. Divinely protect everyone related, connected and associated with us. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. So, before we share the grace, December 1st is what day? Wednesday, amen. Look at that. December 1st is Wednesday. So we're going to be here 6.30 p.m. till 8 p.m. We're here to thank God. We're here to thank God. I remember many years ago, I went to pick up, while we're in a different ministry, pick up chairs. The church were in them, bought chairs from a, from a, from a gentleman. So I was one of those that went, went to his basement and saw lots of chairs. And I was curious. I said, what were you using the chairs for? He said, oh, it was ministry. I said, then why are you selling the chairs? He said, oh, you know, when they started the ministry, you know, the mother fell sick, died, and this happened, and that happened, and that happened. And everything had to pack up. So the fact that God is, has preserved us is not something we take for granted. It's not because of the fasting, the prayers. It's just the grace of God. So we're coming back to say thank you, Lord. We acknowledge your goodness. So join us as a church. We are all family. Let's come thank God together. Those that have made it a habit in Edmonton to stream from home, I'm calling you back to church. 
<laughs> Praise God. God bless you. So I'll see you here. We have asked Pastor E still on Tuesday. We still have many questions we've not taken. And then the journey begins Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday is the grand finale. You don't want to miss it. Let's share the grace together once we go. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Tell your neighbor, God bless you. But don't be afraid of COVID. Amen. <laughs> I love you. God bless you. for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God. Before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not born again, I, Pastor Ibukun Adewusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner and today I come to you to forgive me of all my sins and to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq.org save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with Christ. Congratulations once again. We love you and God bless you.